you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Ending the week on Good Morning Football at the Super Bowl. Two days to go. Rams-Bengals SoFi Stadium, SB56. It doesn't get any bigger than this. Welcome to Good Morning Football. Coming up hot from the top, there's Lombardi Trophy. In our huge studio, our show presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook today. I'm Kay Adams. Thanks for joining us this morning. Treat the show at GMFB. Kyle Brandt is here. Hey. D'Angelo Hall wrapping up his week with us. And it is time for the lead block. Lead block. Let's welcome in Taylor Bashadi, straight off of NFL Honors. She was rocking backstage. More on that later. Excellent work by you. Bridget Condon joining us as well. Taylor, two days to go. What is the latest injury-wise with the Rams side of things? Well, Kay, the Rams loaded up the buses from Thousand Oaks to go to Pasadena for the Rose Bowl for their first real full practice of the week. As expected, Tyler Higbee did not practice. Joe Noteboom was limited with a pec injury. And Cam Akers was a full go. And speaking of running backs, Sean McVay says that he's planning to use all three running backs in the game on Sunday. Sony Michelle, Daryl Henderson, and Cam Akers. He said he's going to use a three-back rotation, see how the game unfolds, and go with whoever has the hot hand. At the end of availability yesterday, Rams head coach Sean McVay was asked, you know, do you have any extra motivation going into this game after the Super Bowl loss three years ago? He laughed it off and said, you know, I'm glad that you're the first person that's ever asked me that. It was all in good fun. But hey, I can tell you the Rams have extra motivation and they're ready to rewrite their story on Sunday. Ooh, Taylor getting us fired up. And here we go over to Bridget Uzama watch. We are two days away from the Super Bowl following Bengals practice yesterday. This game might be so tight that one player might really make the difference. 
Is CJ Uzama good to go? Yeah, CJ Uzama practiced with his team yesterday for the first time since spraining his MCL during the AFC title game against the Chiefs. He didn't do much. He was officially listed as a limited participant in practice. He worked through some individual drills and then washed off to the side during the team periods. But Zach Taylor said after practice that he's doing good and progressing nicely, though he doesn't want to declare whether or not he will play on Sunday. But if it's up to Uzama, we'll see him on Sunday. As he said, he is not missing the biggest game of his life. Today, the Bengals will have their final practice here at UCLA. It'll be a pretty light practice. Zach Taylor said they're just going to work through some red zone drills and just try and perfect some things before heading to SoFi Stadium tomorrow for a walkthrough. We will get a chance to talk to them in person for the first time this week in person a little later today, and it'll be the last time we hear from them before they take the field on Sunday. Not the last time we see them, of course. Hopefully we do see CJ Uzama out there doing his thing, a veteran, a very vocal leader of that team. Thank you so much to both of you, Taylor and Bridget. Talk to you in a bit. We will be covering Super Bowl 56 from all aspects. We will, I promise you, make picks later in the show. Mm-hmm. we got to get to NFL honors. It was last night. It was epic. The biggest red carpet of all time. Katy Perry in an Alex Perry dress I actually tried on and didn't wear. Kelly Clarkson! This was incredible. Let's take a look back at some of the best moments from last night's 2022 NFL honors. Fact. One defender is kind of like a brother to me, Katy. Well, I think we all know who that is. Aaron Donald. He is. He, we go way, way back. From sitting out in the cold, to painting your face, to uh, dressing up, the fans are what make this game the institution that it is. Uh, I'd like to thank Matt LaFleur and his perfectly groomed eyebrows. I grew up coming to this award show. I think I've been five or six times. Never came home with hardware. But every time I, I left more motivated than the time I got here. So keep investing. Lead with your heart. And I can't wait to watch the legacy continue, because remember this, it's a blessing and not a burden to carry on this NFL legacy. There were some standing ovations, some emotional moments, some embraces, and of course, hilarity with Keegan-Michael Key absolutely crushing it. All in all, D'Angelo Hall, a phenomenal NFL honors. It was amazing. You saw T.J. Watt there. I thought the moment him and his brother shared was phenomenal. But I thought this was still an award show, right? And yep. so when you get the category, typically you run through, you know, the people that are up for the, the award. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get to Michael Parsons' defensive, uh, defensive Rookie of the Year, and it's not any other candidates. It's just him. So, I mean, that goes to show you how dominant Michael Parsons was. I got to see him up close and personal a lot. I got to meet the kids, sit down with him, have conversations with him. And, I mean, he is such an impressive young man. I think he's going to be a force in this league for a long, long mm-hmm. time. But I thought it was very interesting. I was waiting to see, man, who else is up for this award, right? And it was nobody else. It was the Michael Parsons highlight Mm -hmm. show. And he came up and got his award. And, I mean, I thought it was phenomenal to watch that kid go up there, accept that award, talked about the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Kelly Clarkson, a huge Cowboys fan, Mm -hmm. got to bring him out. It's so true. The jig was up. They didn't need nominees. Do you think they should do that on other award shows? Like, you know Daniel Day is winning for Lincoln. Why are you patronizing the other people by even nominating them? I liked it. It was cool, and his speech was really cool. He was just humbled, and he was basically saying, yeah, my kid is here, but he's having a potty break potty right break. now. So, yeah. all right, he walked off stage, show. went the wrong way, and <laughs> Kelly Carson goes, oh, Michael, Michael, come back here. It's very charming, the Michael's whole thing. All there. Um, I love this event. And Kay, I know you say it's your favorite night of the year. I, I don't work the event. I go as a fan. I get to go. And it's so cool. At one point before 
the, the event, we're sitting there in this cocktail party. It's all the NFL fan of the years, and we're having fun. We're taking photos. And Justin Tucker walks by and is like, Shregs, what's up? Like, all right, Tuck, what's up? We talk a little bit. What are you up for? I think I'm winning this, this play of the year, and mm-hmm. it's going to be great. Oh, that's cool. That's fine. Whatever. And Tucker's looking around. He's like, do you want to hang? Like, that's what it is, because there's nowhere else to go. It's like, we're all just together. And he's like, who am I going to hang out with? Let's hang out. I like awesome. the show. So it's that kind of interaction you have with some of these NFL superstars and, of course, the celebrities that were on the red carpet. And it ties up in a nice bow with an awesome moment and message at the end. And that was Andrew Whitworth winning the Walter Payton Man of the Incredible. Year. Incredible. Witt's been in the league for a long time. He's mm-hmm. 40 years old. He wins the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. And he tells a really amazing story in this. He says that he's finished a game against the Lions earlier in the season, and a young player comes running up to him, and he's like, I don't know what, what's going on. He says, hey, just want to thank you. Mm. Thank me for what? I used to be one of those kids at the Cincinnati Boys and Girls Club that mm. you used to play with, and you don't remember me now, but you told me I could do this someday, and now I'm in the NFL. And that player is Derek Barnes, 22-year-old rookie for the Detroit Lions. Whitworth tells that story, and his message, which I mm. thought was so beautiful, was use this platform, use your time, and try to pass it forward to the next generation. Because, yeah. D'Angelo, as we always say, those Tuesdays, you guys, when you're playing, there's nothing you want to do more than just lie in bed and not go out in the community. Andrew Whitworth's message was, Take this time and invest in the future because we have a great blessing and really it's a great honor to be doing what these guys do. A guy could have a crazy walk off over there on Sunday, right? About his weekend. That'd be incredible. I mean, unbelievable. It could be the ultimate Cinderella. It would be pretty amazing. Oh. To me, the moment uh, that I loved, it was the master class that Aaron Rodgers put on in saying absolutely nothing. He goes up there, he gets his fourth MVP. Do we have a little taste of sound? Maybe we do. I'd like to thank the Green Bay Packers, Mark, Brian, Russ, our incredible fan base. It's been uh, an amazing 17 years. So thankful for the memories and the moments over the years. Well, I got some decisions to make for sure. Yesterday was like the first day that kind of felt like the off season. I kind of had a couple things I had to do before I got back to the West Coast. And then actually I was out in Scottsdale yesterday. So I'm going to enjoy the next couple weeks. And, you know, I've had good conversations with Green Bay and do some contemplating and, and make a decision here pretty quick. So there's no greater example of how he says nothing and he's a master at this is that Twitter's completely split on this. I'm getting text messages and, and tweets from people saying, he's coming back. This is great. Things are going great with Green Bay. He sounds really happy to be there. And then the other half of Twitter completely polarized on the other side. Like, that was a goodbye. Bro, that was a goodbye. He's not coming back. So it's just so funny how he gets up there. He makes his speech rigs. And he's so good at choosing his words that he's never really saying anything. And we don't know more. He was up there for over two minutes. And I know no more than I did and 24 hours ago. And you start playing the deciphering where he's, of course. he's thanking Brian yeah. and Russ. Are things and good? Are we happy so the, and then And then you see him making jokes with LaFleur. And I was watching LaFleur because I was with him at the pre... And then he and Rodgers embracing the entire time. Mm-hmm. Made the trip to be there with his quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think things are good. But he gave Bree a shout out. But then he, he almost seemed like... I, I had some people hit the retirement card on mm-hmm. me too. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't get that at all. Did you? No. There's a, a Packers beat writer who's doing just what you're doing, mm-hmm. Matt Schneiderman. And he says, I'm re-watching the speech. And sentence to sentence, I'm going, retiring, traded, staying. <laughs> like every sentence I'm changing. What was your favorite moment of NFL honors? Let us know at GMFB as you welcome in our guy, Tom Pelissero. We got a new class of pro football Hall of Famers last night at NFL honors. Always a special moment. Who's the latest to join that elite group? Okay, let's take a look at the list of the eight newest members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And some of these people had been waiting for a while. The late linebacker Sam Mills elected in his 20th and final season of eligibility. His widow Melanie accepted on his behalf. Longtime Packers safety Leroy Butler, Jaguars tackle Tony Baselli, both in their 16th year of eligibility. They finally get in. Dick Vermeil also enshrined. So is Art McNally, who is the first on-field official elected to the Hall. 
No first-time eligible players elected this year, so the guys like Devin Hester and Demarcus Ware are going to have to wait. Among those eligible for the first time in 2023, Darrell Rivas, Dwight Freeney, and our guy Joe Thomas. Rams and Bengals are playing this weekend, but there are 30 other teams trying to get their stuff in order, and there are 30 other starting quarterbacks already looking towards next season. Joining us now is one of the most talented ones in the NFL right now. He's a three-time Pro Bowler. He's amassed over 32,000 passing yards in his career, and he's also one of our great friends of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back to the program Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. Oh, What's up, Kirk? There he is. Good to see you, Peter. Thanks for having me on. So, Kurt, we've talked a lot about it last year, the Vikings season not being really what we were hoping it would be. But here we go. After three overtime games and six games being decided by three points or less, you end up, you get maybe a new head coach that we can't announce just yet, a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinators, changes across the board. How are you feeling as you head into the month of February and beyond for the 2022 Minnesota Vikings? Well, it is challenging when you lose that many close games. Uh, we all live it. You know, the margin for error in this league is so small. And we were too many times this year on the wrong end of it. And that's why I'm sitting at home talking to you guys right now instead of playing. But, you know, we came up a game short of the playoffs, made some changes in the organization. And, uh, you know, after the Super Bowl, those will become official. But, um, you know, just looking forward to getting to work with, you know, the group we have moving forward. and. Expecting to have a much better year up ahead in 2022. I think we have the, the roster that can that can really make a run. And so that's exciting as a quarterback to feel like you have the pieces in place to be a great football team. Hey, Kurt, we were together for five years in Washington. Uh, Kevin O'Connell was there as well as your quarterback coach. What did you see in Kevin O'Connell that, that you knew that this dude would have an opportunity to be a head coach in this league? You know, with Kevin, uh, I see a lot of the similarities that I saw with Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay. You know, when they were hired as head coaches, you know, you knew they had great football minds. Uh, they were innovative, hard workers, good with people. The only real question was, you know, they're young. Do they have the experience? And I think time has proven in the case of Kyle and Matt and Sean that, you know, they, they knew what they were doing and they they were able to learn quickly and, and being a head coach wasn't too big for them. And so I really feel a similar sense with Kevin that, uh, you know, he has a great football mind. He's been around a lot of great football minds. He's a hard worker. Uh, he was big in my development. And I think, you know, the fact that he's never been a head coach before, that he's a little younger than, than a lot of head coaches, I, I think the track record with the other guys would suggest that uh, he'll be just fine. One thing that all of us agree on here on Good Morning Football, and there's not many things like that, is that we need more Kirk Cousins. And we can get oh, yeah. anything with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> we like it. We make sure to get Let's it go. into our show. And you gave us this beautiful moment this season, the video of you and your wife. And, I mean, I think this is after you guys <laughs> beat the Packers, right? You beat the Packers. You're driving home. You've got these mega Vikings fans that turn some sort of a truck or ambulance into a fan mobile. You're on the highway. You, you roll up. Talk me through this, why you did it, why it was important to you, what the fallout was. This is awesome. Yeah, this is my wife's idea. We were just driving home, obviously feeling good after a big win over the Packers. And mm. uh, it just so happened that that Vikings mobile was driving south on Highway 52 as I was heading home as well. And Julie said, you should pull right up to them and honk and see if they recognize you. And certainly they did. And uh it was just fun. You know, it's always fun to interact with the fans, especially after a big win. And, you know, it's moments like that that make our jobs, you know, such a such a fun job and such a dream job. We got to talk about Aaron Rodgers. He won the MVP again last night. He's in your division, we think. We want to get your take on the future for this. So we're going to do this naturally with Creed songs. Kirk, when you look at the future of Aaron Rodgers, do you think it is more one last breath? Like maybe it's done in Green Bay or is it arms wide open and it's just going to continue? Where do you come out on this, my friend? I need him for my sake to have one last breath in the NFL. <laughs> 
and to be arms wide open to the golf course and to retirement. And so my advice to him would be, you know what, golf, I know you like golf, Aaron. I know you got other interests. Jeopardy probably could use you. My neighborhood in the NFC North would get a lot more manageable if he would go embrace Jeopardy with arms wide open. So that would be my uh, my suggestion there. Yeah, they've really created their own prison there in the NFC North, Kirk. It's not yeah. our fault, but it's a great piece of advice. You can take them higher. Really you can. You can. We always love you because you're very secure with yourself. You're into what you're into. You're not afraid of a chain restaurant. Not afraid to still wear your 1996 David Robinson Olympic jersey. It's you. It's who you are. So be secure with us right now and give us your Super Bowl pick. We got the Rams. We got the Bengals. The floor is yours. Who wins this thing? With that setup, it's hard to punt on an answer. Uh, I do have a tie back with the Rams, obviously, with Sean yep. McVay. And I think I'm going to be working for a couple people who are on that staff as well right now. I, I think that's safe to say. So uh, <laughs> I'd probably lean towards Los Angeles, if nothing else, than to be politically correct and keep my bosses, future bosses, happy. Very Smart good. guy. Very good. Smart guy. Thanks, Kirk. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Good seeing you. Who will be yeah. our brightest star of Super Bowl this weekend? We'll discuss... The amazing change. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, 
and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. In our beautiful NFL studios, but it's time now to talk Brightest Stars presented by Oakley. They always hook up the shades. The time's come for us to do the biggest edition of the season, Super Bowl Sunday. Days away, players need to shine bright to win the game. So who do you think will be the brightest star of Super Bowl Sunday? I'll tell you what, I'm going to go with who has been, I think, the MVP of this Rams offense. And it's Cooper Cup. Okay. Time and time again, I'm trying to figure out how every team always leaves him open or he finds a way to get open. I know even with two guys on him, Cooper Cup still finds a way to make plays. Hmm. So I'm saying Cooper Cup all day in this game. I'm going to go with Cooper Cup's head coach, Sean McVay. We are in the shadow here of the Great Western Forum that was once run by a head coach who was very tan, very cool, and used a lot of hair product. His name was Pat Riley. And if you're going to be in this town and you're going to have the home Super Bowl and you're going to be in your second Super Bowl, you got to win this thing, Sean. Maybe someday Adrian Brown. Brody will play you in a movie. Sean McVay, my brightest star. 13 years in the NFL in places that are known as unknown, parts unknown. Yeah. And now finally in the playoffs, already has a few playoff victories under his belt. Matthew Stafford finished the Look job. Out. Get that Lombardi hoisted as a Super Bowl MVP. Stafford is going to be the brightest star. And now we're joined by one of my favorite guests on Good Morning Football ever, uh, one of our closest friends. Absolutely. He's a Super Bowl winning linebacker with the Bears. He's won Four division titles as a head coach. Please welcome best friend of the show, Ron Rivera. Hey, what up, coach? Thank you, guys. Good to be here. Less than two weeks ago, that's when the Washington changed its name to the Commanders, the new logo, new unis. Uh, how does the rebranding make the Commanders more attractive, do you think, to free agents this offseason? Well, I think it's an opportunity really to, to kind of start and build your own legacy. You know, we've, we've changed the chapter. We've moved forward. And that's the whole intent. I think is this is going to really help us kind of change the image of, of who we are as we go into the uh, into the future. But more so than anything else, do we don't want to lose the past in terms of the championships, some of the great players, some of the great teams that this, this organization has had. They have had some great teams. You're talking about building for the future, okay? You guys have the 11th pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. A lot of talk about quarterback, mm-hmm. long-term franchise this, franchise that. How do you go about building this thing, and how do you start at the quarterback position? Well, you know, we've got to look at all the avenues. You know, there's four of them out there, truthfully. we got we got guys that are on the roster. Can they develop? Yep. Will they ascend? we got to look at the draft. Is there a guy that can become that franchise player that that you're looking for is there a trade that's available yeah. you know we've got to look at those as well and then uh what about free agency you know look at the guys that are available and, and really do our homework study prepare and uh see what happens in, in in the next month or so hey ron the nfl's trying to increase the the number of minority head coaching candidates you've been a guy who sat on both sides of the table mm-hmm. um, interviewing and picking prospective coaches what can we do in this league to make sure that that pathway is a little bit more accessible to minorities you know i think we need to do is we need to educate and by that i mean what we've got to do is we've got to be able to take the, the group of minority coaches that have earned the right to be ready to take the next step and put them in front of the decision makers. Get those guys in front of the team owners. Get those guys in front of the general managers. Get them in front of the presidents before in the offseason, whether it be at the combine, whether it be at the owners meetings. Bring these guys in. Give them an opportunity to get to know these folks because I have a friend that's told me, you know, in, in, in the sales world that you've got to get to know you. you got to get to like you. they got to get to trust you. If you can get them to do that, they'll hire you. And, and so that that's probably the thing that we need to do is create those types of situations so that when these guys are ready for the cycle, that they've already been introduced, they know who these guys are. I'm going to go into a different direction here. I like playing sliding doors sometimes. Okay. Like what could have been or what if. And all. Yeah. 
Let's go back pre-pandemic, February, March. Washington has the number two pick. Cincinnati has the number one pick. You guys couldn't do anything about it. Burrow did go number one. Mm -hmm. Did you scout Burrow? Did you put oh, the yeah. time into Burrow? What did you make of Burrow? Because there is a world that Ohio State player Chase Young mm. goes one to the Bengals mm -hmm. and Washington ends up with Joe Burrow. What was your evaluation on him then? Well, the evaluation on him was that he's more than capable. I mean, it really is. I mean, we felt that there was two guys. We had both of them at the top and we had them both lined up next to each other. When I interviewed him, I told him he, he was either going to be one or two. And Cincinnati did what they did, and obviously they've got their franchise quarterback. He's shown to be exactly what he what, what a lot of people thought he would be. Honestly, I didn't know he'd get there his second year, Right. but you always felt this young man Did you had think pre-draft process he would be as cool and as confident and like actually deliver on this promise? I mean, there's a certain confidence about him when you get to meet him you know I met him in person I walked up to him you know away from everybody we had a nice five-minute conversation and when I walked away I said wow this, this young man's he's solid mm. but after watching him play and seeing him live the thing that I think that he reminds me of the second coming of Joe Montana he's that cool mm. under under pressure the young man doesn't seem to be wavered think he can win can he win? Yes, he can win. Will he win? Uh -huh. <laughs> we'll see what happens all Sunday. Uh -huh. Well, I ask you because you know what it is, what it's like to be on the biggest stage in a Super Bowl. So we're here in L.A. It's Super Bowl 56. Of course, we, I'm sure it brings back memories oh, yeah. of your Super Bowl experience. So let's go down that road. You played linebacker mm -hmm. for that Bear squad. What sort of thoughts and what sort of adjectives maybe come up to mind when you think about that 85 defense? Oh, wow. You know, it, it was it's one of those things that you want to think dynasty, but unfortunately, we only got there once and we only won once. And so, you know, you really can't say that. But for that one, one year, it was just dominant. I mean, it was one of those things where we really, getting into the game, you always felt like we were going to win. We really did. We always <laughs> felt like we had a chance to win this football game. Um, we knew we would win it. And it was one of those things that we kind of felt like once we got past that first drive, it was over, mm -hmm. and, and, and the guys played like it. I mean, you know, our, our, off, our offense, our defense, especially, everything clicked that day. It was, it was, it was an amazing thing. It really was. It feels like it was yesterday in certain regards. And, you know, Ron, we're here in the capital of entertainment in the world in Los Angeles. And, you know, you had an opportunity not long, actually not shortly before that game, to win uh, a Grammy, actually, because the, some of your teammates <laughs> went on oh, to yeah. win a Grammy and they beat Prince in winning that Grammy. You can look it up for the Super Bowl shuffle. Now, Ron, there's all kinds of lore about this. Mm -hmm. If you pull up the video right now, you'll see all the guys and you'll see Willie and Mike and Jim. You won't see any of Ron Rivera. Now, why were you not part of it? <laughs> What's the behind the music? Well, what's behind the music is that, you know, <laughs> they filmed it the day after we lost to Miami, our only loss all year. We were flying home after the loss. And again, back in the day when, when, when they used to play Monday night, it was at 9, 9 p.m. is when it started. And so by the time you're done, it's 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, you're flying home. And Willie's walking around telling, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. You know, and there, there was a group of us that thought, man, ain't no way. <laughs> so a lot of us went home and went to bed. And if you really look at it, there's a group of guys that they had to blue screen in. Okay, so like McMahon, yep. Singletary, William. Walter, Perry, Walter right. Payton. Yeah. Um, those guys didn't show up that day, but you know they obviously were very, very important to it. I wasn't as important, trust me. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a really neat thing. It really was, and, and it really did take off. I can remember after they had started playing it, Dicka walked in to one of our meetings and said, "Y'all really did it now. Now you guys got to go out and you got to, you got to back it up." And, yeah. and, and I think it was Otis Wilson that said, "You better believe we are." Okay. Uh -huh. It was. That's how confident that group of players were. Mama's boy Otis, one of a kind. The ladies all love him for his body and his mind. They were so confident they had a shutout 
in the divisional round, yeah. a shutout in the title game, and then blew the doors off the Patriots. It was the coolest thing ever, man. Yeah. It really was. So the Bengals need to do a shuffle of some kind. I think they need to drop the music <laughs> video how they're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> they, they need to do another that. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this name change, this culture change that's going on in Washington, you are such a huge, pivotal part of it, and I want you to know that we here on Good Morning Football see every second of it, so thank you. Well, really no, appreciate you. Thank you. the best. Thank you. The Rams, the Bengals, have a lot going for them, and they've got a lot of pressure on them that'll, I'll, of course, come to a head across the street at SoFi on Sunday. There's going to be something that has to tip the scale. In your opinion, guys, what is mm-hmm. the biggest advantage? You can pick either team. What's the biggest single advantage one team has over the other? Run game is definitely a good place to start. It comes down to, to psychological, too. Mm. And I think for the Cincinnati Bengals, knowing that you beat the great Patrick Mahomes and this high-powered Kansas City offense and knowing you've came down or, or come from behind in victories, knowing that you've got your quarterback hit a whole lot and he's still been able to pick himself up and make play after play, I think that means something. And so for me, it's knowing really no task is too hard for the Cincinnati Bengals um, football team. They faced a lot of adversity through the course of the football season. And I just think it's really, it's, it's that mindset that they have that no matter what happens in this football game, we know we still have Joe Burrow and we can win this game. And mm-hmm. like it was so many times when I was watching that Kansas City game that I had, I wrote the Bengals off. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it felt like to be in a locker room and be down and say, <laughs> I don't, I don't care what that scoreboard say. We can win this game. That's the effect that the Cincinnati Bengals have gone through this season. I think they feel like no matter what happens in this game, they're going to be locked in to the very end of this football game. And I think they got a chance. My wife Erica is at NFL Honors with me, and she's my better half in a lot of ways. And she also sees things with the football that maybe I don't. And they go to remote to the Bengals hotel, yeah. and Joe Burrow is there, and Jamar Chase wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. And she goes, look at Burrow. I'm like, what? She's like, the dude didn't smile. Mm-hmm. He did not. He is so locked. In, she goes, Bengals are winning by 20, aren't they? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but that's the magic that they, they are so not scared of this moment. Uh, and when you see them last night, Burrow and Chase, even on remote doing it, did it feel like this was just another day? They, they look so cool and comfortable and confident. You know, even a little handshake, right? The little, little pinky handshake. Thing. Like, yeah, man, go get your trophy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Joe Burrow didn't even touch his trophy. Yeah, he left it there. You're right. Walked off. Like, That's it. Yeah, this, I'm going to have a lot more of those guys, so just keep them coming. <laughs> and I got another one coming Sunday. That's, That's right. kind of was the uh-huh. persona he put off. Like, I got one coming Sunday. I ain't worried about that one. It did not feel like NFL honors was the biggest moment of their weekend. <laughs> oh, I'll no. tell you that. Um, I look at that Aaron Donald, number 99. Oof. And I look at that Cincinnati offensive line and it might be the most basic breakdown of football analysis you have to stop Aaron Donald to win I don't know if they can they're gonna have to do a lot of things Matthew Hamilton earlier came on and said you could utilize the screen game that's great in theory Donald is a totally different beast than what they've seen before Jeffrey Simmons had a day against them two weeks ago Aaron Donald something altogether different and I feel like this is a cool moment for Aaron Donald where he's the greatest defender of his generation It won't be argued. He'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He will not be waiting for that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. To be a Super Bowl champion and to do it in that stadium in front of those fans on the biggest of stages in year nine, I, I would think that this would be the perfect, perfect ending to what's been an amazing season for 99 and an incredible career. He's not going anywhere, but he is the peak and prime of his powers right now. Everything, the stars are aligned. Good luck, Cincinnati. 
Cincinnati Bengals offensive line? Because I saw Von Miller and Malik Jackson and a team like this do that to the Panthers a few years back. <laughs> yeah. And everyone had plans, yeah. and Von Miller just blew them all up. I think Von Miller uh, is going to be on the field, but I think Aaron Donald's going to be the star. Just run a couple screens. He'll be, he'll be all right. Just throw a screen. The screens will help. I don't know if anything would help stop this guy. I'm, not gonna go, I'm also going to go with the Rams player. The Bengals have a pretty good defense. The Rams have Cooper Cup. The Bengals have a really good pass rush. The Rams have Cooper Cup. The Bengals are going to have some third and longs for their defense. The Rams have Cooper Cup, and it is absolutely energy sapping playing against this guy. I think he has the single biggest advantage. And I have to take this moment for a second to take a victory lap for Good Morning Football. Okay. Because, you know, you have all your other TV shows and all your other insiders. We have Peter Schrager. And as everybody is celebrating Cooper Cup as a superstar and he's winning Offensive Player of the Year and giving this beautiful speech, thanking his family, and he's a Triple Crown winner, late to the party. The party that Peter started in 2017 when this college prospect is coming out into the draft and Peter's like, this guy's going to be a sensation. And guess what? We got receipts. Roll it. There was a lot of hype there. He had a really good season and he played well against the biggest competition. It's Cooper Cup. The wide receiver out of Eastern Washington. Cooper Cup comes in and basically you've got Sean McVay, Greg Olson, Matt LaFleur, all these offensive geniuses, and they just sat and listened. Cooper Cup explained everything. They walked away like, that guy could be a coach in the NFL today. There was one player that I was drooling over. It started in late December. He went to the Senior Bowl. He plays on a red field. I literally was giddy to see him drafted by the team he went to. Let's toss to my man crush, Mr. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, the (laughs) third round wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams, will lead all rookies in receptions. You gotta get your head in. I oh, told you. Down. Come, on. Come on, Cooper! This cup runneth over. <laughs> the jerseys have changed. Your body has changed for the better. <laughs> so is his. And so is Cooper Cup's reputation. You were on the ground floor. You brought it to us as a show and our yeah. audience. And now he's one of the biggest stars in the world, maybe about to win the Super Bowl. You nailed it. And he was the offensive player of the year, the, the year last night. And I could not be prouder for the guy. One of the best dudes in the league. Cooper Cup's game has gone evolution. And thank you for bringing all that stuff up. It's thank not you. about me. It's about Cooper Cup. I mentioned it this week. You put him on the radar. And I remember find, trying to find out as much as I could. Because I was like, if Shrakes is talking about him every other day. And then I found out about the ankle weights yes, that he tell wore that story. his jeans. I mean, mm. this kid who just won this award, the triple crown winner, would put ankle weights like I use at my Tracy Anderson dance classes in Tribeca to under his jeans in high school because he wasn't a big guy. He wasn't supposed to be one of the best, if not the best wide receiver in the National Football League, Shregs. And he just did all the little things right, worked on the big things, and here he is. Ankle weights. And yet, Kay, you have been on the Bengals train, so here we are. Take it away. What kind of advantage do they have? I think Matt Gay's great. Matt Gay's a great kicker. That's a great way to start that. Okay, I'm not trying to disparage the Rams side of things, but you cannot deny that Evan McPherson has emerged as one of the best in the game. 15 straight field goals going back to the end of the regular season. He's already set an NFL record with 12 field goals of 50-plus yards, including a game winner at the buzzer up against Tennessee. So, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, Shrakes. Have we seen a number of Super Bowls be decided by kickers? Oh, yes. Of course. Oh, yes. Yeah, we've seen a bunch. So if it comes one of those, I'm very confident in the advantage of the Bengals over the Rams. Money McPherson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Two days away, Rams, Bengals, who takes it? We've got a man now who might have some insight uh, on this game ahead. Joined now by one of the best coaches the league has ever seen, a man who absolutely transformed one of my favorite teams, the New Orleans Saints, into a Super Bowl champion and perennial powerhouse. He gave the city of New Orleans something to rally around in the wake of Hurricane Katrina, and he has a higher career winning percentage than legends like Tom Landry, Bill Walsh, and Bill Parcells, who he loves. Damn. Please welcome Sean Payton to the show. Oh, what up, Hey, that was a that was a really strong intro, and thank you. I'm actually fired up to be on my favorite show. Hell yes! It's very early in the morning. We thank you for joining us. You made the decision to step away a couple of weeks ago. I would like to know what you've been feeling, thinking. What's next? What is on the menu? Probably a little bit of everything relative to like a checklist of things. I have to get Cobra insurance here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Cobra. That's, Cobra. That's what you're thinking of. <laughs> For 32 years, I've had like a dealer car. I so have to funny. turn that into Mickey Loomis and buy a car this week. So that's on my to-do list. Just basic punch list items and coming out to the Super Bowl and, and it's on the West Coast. Hopefully there'll be some media opportunities and then, you know, where is home base going to be? 
So there's a bunch going on. I need some insurance, I need a car, and I need a home. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the real world, Coach. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Even as a retired Honestly, player, you're done, it's like, man, I got to live in the real, real world. Right, right, right. I can't just ask KP, my <laughs> assistant, <laughs> Kevin, can I get yeah. a cup of ice and a Coke? There's no one to ask those questions to or awesome. like, quickly get that information from. That's unsettling in a good way. How great is this? You've done a lot for the city of New Orleans. You know, I can remember being in that Superdome in 2006 when you guys reopened that place. First game, First yeah. games. Uh, you guys beat the hell out of us. I was with the Falcons at the time. Other than winning a Super Bowl, what was your proudest moment as a, as a Saint? Well, I, I would say that 06 season, our first year coming, uh, the return. Yeah. None of us that were involved in it, and so many of us were new arriving that year, none of us knew it was going to be a lot bigger than football. It was really hospitals were reopening, schools were trying to reopen. You know, so you sign on for something like that. You're trying to get a coaching staff together, and everyone's leaving. You're not winning any jump balls, you know, and the same thing relative to free agents. You were really having to work for it, and, and even when the draft came in, Houston took Mario and we're drafting Reggie Bush that there's going to be a battle that hey he doesn't want to come I'm on the phone with his marketing guy saying mm-hmm. you know bleep you you're coming yep that season was was as a, every bit as important if not more important than the year that they won the Super Bowl or we won the Super Bowl and then I would say the, the most proud would be I can recall our second year we played in the Hall of Fame game Pittsburgh was the team Pittsburgh's right down the street from where that game's played they were celebrating a, a big anniversary for the Steelers we went into the Hall of Fame and there was at that time there wasn't a Saint player in that museum huh. they had a little Katrina exhibit it was just a little like shocking and, and meanwhile like every Steelers, ro- every Steelers, row there's Steelers, a, yeah. every row there's a Steeler sure. you, you pick the A's yeah. there's going to be someone you want to go over here there's someone <laughs> and I remember having a team meeting and talking about culture change and talking about how it's something that can happen quickly. And there'll be a day where there'll be a lot of you uh, that we'll see in this hall and uh, changing how it's perceived. And, and so now my son, who's in college, his peers just look at this team a certain way in a favorable light. And, and it's something that happened fairly quickly. And over your course of your 16 years, it went from fans wearing the paper bags to now being one of the most passionate fan bases internationally. Mm-hmm. Saints yeah. fans are everywhere. Yeah. That's a testament to not no, only the good. players, but yourself as well. It's they, happening with the Bengals right now. Oh, it absolutely is. You know? And they stole the who thing. They did. You know, That's what I heard. Okay. They did. They, they did. did. That's all right. We, it's all good. It worked out. Sean, is one it, of the cool there's things. There's a lot of Louisiana ties, too. So okay, good. We're rooting for them. A lot of LSU guys that we know Burrow grew up a Saints fan. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's right. We, Absolutely. We at NFL Films have all these archives, and we could talk about the Saints glory or all this stuff, but our producer, Matt Hamilton, was like, we have to serve up Sean Payton on this because we've never seen this clip on NFL Network, and we want to hear his reaction. Let's go to the NFC Championship game when you were the Giants OC. You guys blew out the Vikings. Take a listen to Madden and Summerall. Future broadcaster, take a listen to this one. Oh, here it comes. This happened. Here it comes. Uh huh. Now let's see you take notes. <laughs> That's a good play caller, though. Yeah. Sean yeah. Payton was right in the middle of calling a play, yeah. and he didn't miss Never a beat. missed a beat. He took the water in the head and kept calling the play. <laughs> completely unfazed. Uh, Unbothered. I've never seen a Gatorade shower like that. Wait. That's a guy who I, knew he was going to get a lot more Gatorade. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm telling you, it phases you, and, and it's your best poker face. But I was really fortunate. Uh, we had this discussion yesterday to be on some really good teams in the NFC. You know, you had Summerall and Madden in a lot of games. And my first job offer as a head coach uh, with the Oakland Raiders back in 03 was because John Madden 
told Al Davis, you need to hire this young guy. Uh, production meetings, just getting to know him? Every production meeting, you know, John would be there, and I just felt like I had, I don't even know how old I was then, but yeah, I was really fortunate to have met him at an early age, and for someone like him to say, this is a guy, you know, you need to look at, I heard that after the fact, like years later, mm -hmm. that he, a number of people were that said to me, hey, you have no idea how important he was and how much he thought of you and, and that, you know, this year, obviously, uh, I get chills thinking about it, but there were so many different production meetings with him and, you know, thankfully we were winning and, and we had the number one crew. That's so cool. Yeah. I love all the Madden stories. And what he would be watching these days, of course, is, is the movie Home Team. Now, that is your movie. We have to talk about this. Kevin James plays you in a movie. The world had a lot of opinions on Kevin James being cast as you. Oh, my God. What was yours, and what did you think of his portrayal as you? I was, I was removed from it, and, and Kevin was the first person I spoke to, and we spoke for an hour, and he just wanted me to tell him the story. Uh-huh. And then there's so much of the script that moves in the direction. And, you know, Chris Titone and his partner wrote it. Um, so we were, uh, we were just, you know, fans from afar. Sean Payton, thank you for stopping by. Good luck finding your home, filling out your Cobra. If you need any help, let me know. Yeah. Hey, who's winning the game? Um, Sean. Graham. <laughs> and have you met your Sean. deductible? <laughs> Guys, here we go. It is Friday, uh, two days until Rams versus Bengals at SoFi Stadium across the street here. I could throw all four of my hand rumors right into that thing, probably hit Dr. Dre in the head while he's practicing. <laughs> the time has come. It is time to make our picks for Super Bowl 56. We're oh, that go. was a rhyme. I like that. Make our picks for Super, Super 56. Okay. Up to our old tricks. Uh, so we got these chains here. What is this? Um, I was walking across downtown LA the other day, uh -huh. and there's these fantastic pop-up souvenir stores. <laughs> like, they got souvenir stores. Spirit Halloween. Yeah, totally. And I saw these. People are wearing these in the streets. They got a Rams logo, and you, people would just walk around wearing them. They got a Bengals logo. Kind of like in Vegas, you can get a giant drink that goes around, you know, like that. So I thought, why don't make some picks with this, put on the Rams chain or the Bengals chain. Okay. And for me, um, this is very simple. What do you got? The story of Matt Stafford is too good. The story of Sean McVay completing this thing is too good. It's too good to be true. Oh! I'm going to go with the Bengals, and I think they are going to finish this unbelievable run. I am putting on the gold chain, the Bengals chain. And you know what? I think the take on Monday from a lot of people is going to be like, what were we thinking? What were we watching? Why did we not pick them? We've been watching this whole thing in slow motion in front of us. Why did I pick the Rams? I think it's going to become one of these head slapper things like, God, Burrow, and everybody was so good and so smooth. And you know what? I don't I think it's going to be one of these things where they're down 20 points and get come okay. back. I think How they're going to lead from the get-go. I think they're going to run. I think they're going to get up early. I think they're going to finish this thing. I think it's going to be 31 to 23, and I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. Wow. And I got the chain on to prove it. Have you been watching this I know. team? I, I, I've, I've been you know watching, I mean? but you know, I, know. I thought you wanted to win. I thought you <laughs> I liked do. to win. All right, so, so yes, the more compelling story is yes. Let me pick this up. You know, I don't want to do like they do in college and throw it the down fake out. and say no, the other one. That was pretty compelling. And so I'm, I'm not going to throw the Bengals. Not another league course. So like that, but I, I like everything about Cincinnati, and if they do win, it's gonna be a hell of a story. But I just don't see how it happens, man. Like I'm all in, I'm all bought in, and when I look at the way these two teams break down, I just don't see how the Rams lose this game. Mm. I just, and that's from my player's hat. That's uh -huh. from my. Analyst hat. That's from my fandom hat. I don't see how it happens. Thirty-one seventeen. Mm. 
Rams. Rams by two touchdowns. Yeah, man. I'm calling it out. Nice. Calling my shot. It's going to be close. I know that much. Peter, yeah. hold on. Let me just give you, you both options here. I'll see that one, too. You got the goal. <laughs> Here's, I'm going to be fairly quick with this. Okay. I, uh, before the season, picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl. In a losing streak of three games in a row, I was very close to jumping off board. Mm-hmm. But we had a show, and I doubled down. I said, no, I'm not giving up on them yet. They'll figure this out. They need this for when they get there in January and February. They did figure it out. They've had now the Offensive Player of the Year, the Walter Payton Man of the Year, a mm. Super Bowl in their own building, and I think they're going to finish the entire it's Grand Slam. I think the Los Angeles Rams will beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Freezing cold takes. You can screen grab <laughs> me this when they lose. I don't think they will. I think they finished the job, and I'm going to trust my guy McVay and my guy Stafford to find a way. And yet the MVP of Super Super Bowl 56 will be the greatest player of his generation at Aaron. that defensive position. Uh-oh. Aaron Donald is going to be the MVP. I am going with the Los Angeles Rams to win Super Bowl 56, and I don't think it's particularly you do, close. Nobody, right. thinks, nobody at the table thinks it's close. Either way, you think they'll get ahead, they'll use Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. ice it a little bit, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You two think it's going to be a blowout. By the, I think it'll be a close one. No? I hope so. I hope so. I think it'll be, I, every game has been so close. I've lost years of my life I I hope on all of these postseason <laughs> games. But to me, the Bengals are a special team. I believed in them and picked them and just kind of rode with them for a reason. And let's just take a look back at that. Yeah, you can. And, and it all got started when Kay went to Cincinnati to be the queen of Cincinnati. Thank We're you. still talking about awesome. that. There you go. Cincinnati. Kay Factor is uh, big. Mentioned- now we got to get you to the playoffs, though. The jungle will be rocking. Icky Woods will be there as the ruler of the jungle. Nice. It's going to be loud. Raiders fans, stay out. It's a special team. It's one that overcomes every obstacle. Credit to the Bengals, and they're going to be a scary out. I'm picking the Bengals just because I don't think Joe Burrow's going to care if he has pressure. He doesn't get too high or too low, and that's a quarterback that I want to ride into the postseason. Only- I fell in love with the Bengals back in the offseason. It was young love. It started online, and then okay. it got pretty serious, no. and <laughs> I saw some potential in them. It takes a little something extra, and that little something is Joe Burrow. It is CJ Uzama. It is us. So, Bengals, over to you. So, I've got to do this for Kay first. We, we're all paying homage to Kay Adams. Let's go win this. Let's go, Bengals. Let's go. Let's go. They welcomed me to Cincinnati. Chris Collinsworth is deafening me up about Cincinnati. I've, I've eaten the graders, and I am, of course, going to pick the Cincinnati Bengals. It is a team of destiny. That destiny is not to get to L.A. Mm. It is to win it all in L.A. Hootay, baby! Bengals. So we're split. Split perfect. We're completely split here at the breakfast table. I like it um, this way. I think it's close. Okay. I think it's a nail biter. Right. I think I put these stupid fake nails on, and I'm biting them during the game. Evan McPherson makes it, and they win. You think a game-winning close. field goal by McPherson? Close. I like it. And I think I think, what I talked about this yesterday, got to capitalize on those opportunities mm-hmm. when Matthew Stafford decides to give a chance. Joining us now is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league today. He led all rookie quarterbacks in wins, in passing yards, in passing touchdowns, and he brought the New England Patriots right back to the postseason oh, in yeah. his first year. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a big good morning football welcome to Mac Jones. Appreciate y'all. Mac, oh, yeah. right out of the gates, you got this cool shirt that says No Bull. I'm going to break the script and just ask right away, what is No Bull and what is this outfit and what does it stand for? Yeah, so I've been wearing it since my time at Alabama and I'm just blessed to be a part of their team. It's, it's all about hard work, no excuses, so I'm blessed to be a part of their team. Hmm. <laughs> so it's February. You look back at your rookie season. It was very successful, one of the more impressive rookie seasons at the quarterback position that we've seen. How do you feel about it? It's definitely a, was a great experience. Obviously, we didn't, you know, end up where we wanted to be and we all know that but you just have to learn and go through the hard times and the good times and 
uh, figure it out. So I've been through a whole year. Next year will be great. Just to, What's your favorite moment from this past year? Your one favorite I mean, moment? I'd say maybe just being with all the guys. Like, I don't have a specific one. Stay Chief James, you broke know. him for me. <laughs> you look at me, it's specific. I saw, like, I saw, I saw him giggling with Belichick. We'll get to that. That was cool. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Just like moments like that. I mean, they're here and there. Yeah. And obviously, when we win, it's a lot more fun than when we lose. So. Yeah. Nah, you, you're 100% right about that. Look, take back to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. One of my favorite plays was watching my man Mac Jones get down to the end zone and then start gritting for it. Did you not hear the whistle blow or what, man? What was yeah. going through your head? I love that celebration. I was just playing football. I mean, huh. you know, they always say finish through the goal line. So man. And then from there, just leave it up to the. Get out of here. I'm from Bama, baby. There you go. Yes, sir. Uh, that's the kind of thing we love on this show, Mac. We do a lot of dumb stuff here. We have a lot of fun, yeah, including taking a clip of you and Coach Belichick laughing on the sideline oh, and yeah. guessing what you were talking about. What the hell is he saying? I, uh, I might have to take that one to my grave. Mac, really? <laughs> what do y'all think he said? What do y'all think was he it said? Something super, said was it something football related or not at all? <laughs> 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 yeah, you did, Coach. Oh, Lord. Like we did yeah. a whole segment guessing what he was saying. Oh, really? Yeah, Sorry, Peter, what did you say? They didn't think I'd be back in the playoffs. Belichick. Football-related? Matt, football-related? Yeah, football-related. Okay. You've now played for two of the biggest names in coaching, Nick Saban and now Bill Belichick. We thought we would play a quick little game with you where we give you a quote, and it's called Quote the Goat. And you've got to tell us whose quote you think it was. Are you ready, Mac Jones? I guess so. Let's go, McCorkle. First one. Quote, I coach team. The medical people handle the injuries. They don't call the plays, I don't do the surgery. Whose quote was that, Nick Saban or Bill Belichick? Um, I'm gonna go with Bill Belichick. Okay, uh -huh. the correct um, answer? Yeah, let's see what it is. Let's take a look. I'm a football coach, I'm not a doctor. The medical staff is the medical staff. I coach the team, medical people handle the injuries. They don't call plays, I don't do surgery. We, got a, we have a great deal there, works out good. You nailed yep. it. You're one for one. There we go. Let's push our luck. Next one. The quote is, I was scared to death every time oh, gosh. Santa Claus came. Was that Nick Saban or was that Bill Belichick? Who's afraid of Santa Claus? I'm going to go with Nick Saban because we don't get that much time off for Christmas in Alabama. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's exact. And you know what? No, I'm just kidding. Good we get reasoning. time off. But it was Nick Saban. I think it was, it was Nick Saban. Saban. <laughs> uh, the coach was asked about his biggest phobia, and he quickly told them he's afraid of, of Santa Claus. There we go. Saban's mom, Mary, was asked about the story later and said, he was scared to death. He hopped on my lap and wanted no part of it. Can you believe yeah. that? I mean, it doesn't shock me. I know. He definitely gives us time off. I was just playing, but you guys bowl games it's a good, we always, we're always in the national championship, so it's like, we're good. He sees the headline shooting out on Twitter no. right now. Troll tide. Yeah. All right, let's keep this thing going. Did Nick Saban or Bill Belichick say the following quote? There are no arguments. Those are called ass chewings. Ooh. Oh yeah, I know this one. Wow. I was actually at the game uh, as a recruit for this game. It was like, I think there was like Western Kentucky or something. It was for Lane Kiffin after the game. So mm, I actually right. remember sitting in the recruiting suite. And you and said, then, sign me up after that? Oh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> and the answer I was like, I'm going to get a bunch right, of these. But... Well, you did a great job at that. Yeah. We're going to show you our predictions now over that we did over at the breakfast table earlier. We had two for the Bengals, two for the Rams. Yep. You are an AFC kid, just finished your rookie year. We need your prediction for Super Bowl 56. 
We know you'll be there one day, but who's winning this, Rams or Bengals? Honestly, I don't really care. I think both the uh, quarterbacks, SEC guys, so I'm just excited to watch, but I don't really have a preference, honestly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I don't care. Matt, I, I haven't TV. given one Thanks. all week, and I'm Appreciate not going thanks, to, so. Thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot. But you love our show the most. I know that. Yeah, this is a great show. Right. It's such a Belichick answer. answer. I know. I just, like the SEC quarterback is a student of the game, man. You know, you take on the identity of your coach. We get Mac here at the Pro Bowl, full of life. Uh-huh. All the energy. Get him in the press conference. Yeah. Mac looks so cool at honors last night. He, he, his, your girlfriend Sophie had the tuxedo on. Yeah. What was that like for you? It was pretty cool. It was cool. great, actually. A lot of fun just to watch and meet a lot of great NFL players, past and present. So Who'd you see? Who impressed you? What player? I mean, everybody dressed really well. A lot better than I dressed. So. <laughs> I, don't, I disagree. Thank you for stopping by. I wanted to quickly say we have just a couple seconds left. Our picks are in. We've had such an incredible experience here outside of SoFi. We will be back on Monday. But thank you to all of the guests. We know Inglewood isn't exactly on the way. It's in its own sort of world here. D'Angelo Hall especially. Thanks to you, our friend, for waking up at no 1 doubt, in no the doubl. morning with us. To hey, can I use this 10 seconds yes. to apologize to Matt yes. Jones? Sure. I did not think he was a stud. I thought he was a great quarterback. But you are a... <laughs> I almost lost my job and said the word, but you are a boss. <laughs> Love me some Mac Jones, dog. That's right. Whoa. There we go. It's the well, return. Peter Schrager, Kyle Brown. I'm Kay Adams. This is Mac Jones. That is SoFi Stadium. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Good job, Mac. Mac, awesome. Great job. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.